Hello everybody, Tom Whitcomb here, host of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Very quick reminder, there are only three more shows left in my Melbourne International Comedy Festival run. Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, the 20th to the 22nd of April. Please come along, see a show if you haven't already. And if you don't even in Melbourne, let them know. Uh, I've also got my Sydney Comedy Festival shows on May 17th, 19th and 20th. Uh, all the tickets for those are in the show notes. Hey, we've got a great episode for you today. The first ever episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb has company, the version of this podcast with guests. Today I'm joined by two very good friends of mine, the very funny Alex Milinkovic, Sam Bowden, hosts of Woe Free Lunch. Uh, I also went onto their podcast this week. We recorded a double. If you enjoyed this one, go over and check out their podcast, my episode and all the rest of them. They're absolutely great. Um, also, these guys are doing a live podcast for the Sydney Comedy Festival. I believe it's on the 5th and the 7th of May. Details are in the show notes. You can get tickets there as well. Make sure you go out and support the boys. They're very funny. But otherwise, enjoy the episode. First ever episode of Show Some Respect, Tom Wickham has company. First time we've incorporated guests onto the podcast because I need to get to 100 podcasts before the year is out and I am way off target. And that's why I have with me today the very funny hosts of Woe Free Lunch, Sam Bowden and Alex Milinkovic. Tom Wickham, it is a delight to be on your fair podcast. Thank you for having us, Brozzy. It's an absolute dream for you guys, I can imagine. And uh, Oh, he's in character. <laughs> he's immediately <laughs> slid into it. <laughs> I have no idea who I am on this podcast in the presence of other people. <laughs> we'll find out today, dude. How are you guys doing? Sam? I'm doing I'm, well. I'm a little. I'm a little dusty, to be perfectly honest. What did you do last night? Well, okay. So what did I do last night? Oh, okay. So I worked eight hours during the day. I went and played football, uh, and then I went and did Hive Bar. I did the Erskineville Comedy Club. Uh, great bar, shitty comedy club. <laughs> but and so I did that, and then I just had a couple of beers, and then I met my flatmate Artie and my friend Artie, and we had a couple of beers, and then we made two minute noodles, ate Reese's Pieces, and I fell asleep watching Harry Potter. Yeah, very good. For the listeners, when I talk about a non-binary person on this podcast, it's probably Artie. That? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the reference. Uh, and Alex, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I've just been a very quiet week. I've been gigging and I'm just generally anxious. Oh yeah, we were talking about anxiety before. Yeah. On the, mm, yeah, that's it. Just heavy anxiety for the last week, but still on top of it. Still one of the kings. Still one of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, think? Do you think maybe uh, that attitude towards yourself is the source of your anxiety because you just don't know if you can live up to that all the time? Yeah, dude, you you call yourself like to, the king all the time. No wonder you're anxious. I would like to not delve into this. <laughs> do you know what doesn't happen to the king? What? Their rent doesn't get raised. Yeah, that's a really good point. Your rent's been raised. My rent's been raised by two hundred and fifty dollars per week. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, it's not coming into effect yet. It's coming into effect June. Okay. Uh, so we're going to try and negotiate, but I don't think it's going to go well for us. <laughs> and we'll see what happens then. But yeah, I'm getting like a resting just level of stress every day. I started putting money away just in case. Like, I think a lot of the anxiety is actually coming from that of like just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with money. Yeah. Dude. Like like the monarchy. Is that what you're... Like royalty would. Yeah. It, yeah, for real. I'm like, I need to start fucking squirreling shit away because... 
go on, please tell us more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw this I saw this TikTok yesterday and it was like tips from an old Jewish lady. And she goes, always have a savings account. And she did sound like this for the record. She's <laughs> like, always have a savings account. You need to put a little bit away every week. And then I did. And I felt so proud of myself. I put $15 away. And now it's I have $15.72 in savings. <laughs> and off. I felt, I was like, man, I'm fiscally responsible. <laughs> Uh, you've misunderstood I've, the barefoot investor like crazy. I've got back. I've got backup coffees now. What are you, your backup coffees? Yeah, I can. I can buy three coffees you, with my savings. Oh yeah, yeah. that's good. I've got four hundred dollars right now in savings. You have oh, four hundred dollars uh, in wow. savings, and you yeah. have fifteen dollars. I have yeah. fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. I remember because we were out la- together last Friday, and uh, Sam was at the bar, and he was like, "I have no money currently." Mm. Yeah. And the solution to that was not apparently stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't buy a single drink that night. Oh, I, I, I remember. I, I did. Oh yeah, you did. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, everyone else bought drinks. I didn't buy a single drink. I'll tell you what's a great hack for that when you have no money. Still go to pay, right? Have the beers. This is what I did when we were at the um, at the Duke of Enmore last week. Right. <laughs> go to go to pay. I, I knew that I had zero dollars and twelve cents in my main account. I Apple Pay. I was like th- just three pints. I Apple paid it. Took the pints and walked away. And I think Artie had to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> And I got the praise. Elwood was like, thank you so much. <laughs> it works. Uh, well, that, that, that transitions quite nicely into your podcast, Woe Free Lunch, because obviously you're trying to scab sustenance off everyone and anyone whenever you can. Yeah, big time. Yeah. How does Woe Free Lunch, tell me about the podcast. You, you've already, I'm going to be a guest on, uh, on an episode that we're mm-hmm. kind of doing a bit of a crossover episode today. Yes. Mm. So what can I expect from being a guest on Woe Free Lunch? Well, I mean, we try and get a free lunch every week. Yeah. And it's more now, it's, it's become less about getting a free lunch and now sort of more about the, uh, the theme of persistence in the face of growing adversity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the friends you make along the way of getting yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no free lunch. <laughs> free lunch was the friends the we real, The life. real lunch was all the rejections. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we, yeah, so every week we try to get a free lunch. This week you're going to be calling. I've heard, yes. And are you trying anything new to get the free lunch or? Is it? What is? is We've it, done a couple of different spins on it. Yeah. Oh man, the, I don't know about spins. Well, we tried. We tried to emotionally crowbar a free lunch at a coffee club. That's true. That because your dad's work. tiled them, and my dad was the finance, finance. worker for the first <laughs> ever one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they just they just didn't give a shit. They're like, guys, I'm earning nine dollars an hour right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't. We've gotten two free lunches in the entire time we've existed. We've mm-hmm. been around for twenty-two episodes. Yeah. Okay. That's so. You you want do two? You said one from eleven. Yes. One in every eleven. And one was the last 11. one. Well, the last one actually came from an absolute legend called Ryan. Yeah, a listener. Oh right. He sent us a new Eats voucher to like make up for all the failures. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Dude, he sort of half won a competition that we threw out, and he wrote this poem about why he should get a free lunch. We were like, dude, we're sending you money to go to Donut King and get some donuts. Mm. And then he was like, ChatGPT wrote the poem. Here's a fifty dollars Uber Eats voucher. Yeah, Pretty he, good. He felt guilty. I'm like, yeah, this guy's right. a king. You guys use a lot of ChatGPT? No, I've not used it once. Actually, I used it? it one time to try to talk to Aristotle, and it like. The free trial ran out or whatever, so I couldn't talk to him. Classic Aristotle. <laughs> Motherfucker. Stingy wog. Behind the paywall, as always. <laughs> Aristotle, behind Aristotle behind the paywall. <laughs> uh, Have you? Yeah, a little. Yeah, I played around with it. And every now and then I think it's going to solve all my problems and then it doesn't. And I'm like, oh, mm. yeah, yeah. What do you mean by solve all your problems? Uh, I thought about the other day, I was like, I'm trying to 
determine what my goals are in my career in comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe it can kind of play like uh, like AI therapist was what I was kind of oh, hoping. AI yeah. life coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no, it it couldn't it couldn't do that. It base it, it it was like it asked me some questions, uh-huh. and I was hoping it could kind of analyze it and get to the the root of it. And it just kind of spat what I said back at me. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I told yeah. you this. Oh right, okay. Mm. But don't you sort of want that from your therapist? No, uh, I don't know. What do you have? You got you got you got a therapy, Sam? Yeah, all all the time. Not all the time. No, because I fucking <laughs> you can't can't afford it. There was something was in your eyes that when you said that, they just went, "This guy's kind of gay." Yeah, I was <laughs> saw it as well. I was, I was about to go. <laughs> Well, that's a first for the podcast. <laughs> that's the first. I'm not you throwing that word around in 2023. Oh shit, dude! I think we said three times today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> back. I've heard it. Uh, oh, so you do you been to therapy, Alex? No, I'm I'm considering it right now. It's uh, it's good stuff. It I'm is good it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very it's very indulgent. I've always thought therapy. Yeah, but it's also indulgent just because you're talking about yourself. Yeah, and they have to and they have to pretend to care. Well, see, I, I, the best therapist I've ever had was in Brisbane. He was this delightful, flamboyant gay man. And he would bulk bill my therapy sessions because he knew I didn't have a lot of cash because no. he was also my GP. So we just bulk bill them as GP sessions. Oh. oh. Dude, he was the best. That's awesome. But one day, I'm sitting in the waiting room and I'm waiting. It's like, it's run over like 25 minutes. He comes in and goes, hey, I'm really sorry. This is really late. Can you give me a second? And we built up a bit of a rapport. So I'm like, I don't care, man. You're bulk billing my therapy. I don't. Anyway, so I get in and I sit down. I'm like, how you doing, doc? And he's like, yeah, good, good. What's been going on? And I was like, hold on. Do you want to talk? Because you look stressed as shit. And he goes, can I have five minutes? And I go, <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Anyway, turns out because he specialized in queer mental health, right? Uh, or mental health. And so what he did... <laughs> He's <laughs> dude, mental health's gay. Dude. He fucking specialized in gay mental health. But he was like, he was trying to get this trans woman on a suicide watch, and the Queensland government just kept knocking her back, and she killed herself that morning. Oh. And so he's like, Fuck. she's been my client for four years. They have never listened to me, and now this has happened, and we're looking at suing the Queensland Board of like health. That's mad. And oh. and then I just and then we sat there, and I'm like, does this happen a lot? And for like five to six minutes, I was his therapist. That's nice. Do, do you know what's weird? Having a therapist. I love, I, sorry, just very quickly. I love how you still felt that was only d- worthy of about five to six minutes. Like, anyway, I'm not getting any roles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't like my agent currently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Enough she was great. Gay but... shit. Come on, let's talk about my gay shit. Do you know the problem with having a therapist that's also your GP is I've never talked to a therapist that has had to solve problems I've had with my dick. <laughs> just have a therapist be like, I've seen your dick. Yeah. But also like, can now we can address the root of the problem. <laughs> I've seen what's causing most yeah. of your issues. Yeah. It's, too big. <laughs> it's too big. It's too big. I can see why you're sad. This is a heavy burden to carry. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell a story. I've not told this story uh, on any public channel before. Um, I went and saw a sex therapist once when what? I was like, when I was single. So it was just before I started seeing BD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always like, I'd always been very anxious around sex. And I went and saw a specialist sex therapist. She was so strange. Like, yeah, of course. Th- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like three, three, three colors on one head of hair. Yeah. Uh, oh, big lady. Shit. At one point she was telling me about how like a lot of the problem that men have with sex is like the tension that they have in their hips right. because they don't. Like, men aren't used to, like, moving their hips. They're very straight, like, especially in, in I guess, Anglo cultures. Like, we don't... You haven't yeah. seen me on that D floor, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... You haven't seen me chopping it. 
There's, that's why Latin dudes get laid yeah. all the time. Some 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 I want to be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature to set that you from the start. Alex is doing it right now. He's Straight up. This is what I'm hips. saying. I did Serbian folk dancing for 12 years. You think fucking it did some of it didn't leak into my hips? No, like, you know, all the dancing that my people are doing is like line, square, or river. It's all mm. feet. It's so all feet. It's all feet. It's all, yep. feet. it's all feet, no hips. And I'm all hip. And so she she was like, we'll, we'll do this. We, we should do this thing. And uncomfortable like, with sex, by the way. <laughs> So you know. You are? So she's wrong from the beginning. <laughs> That's not the problem. That is not the problem. I think it's a mental thing. What a piece of shit to be like, move your hips a little bit. More. That's not at all the to problem. To go to therapy and her to ask you to dance. Yeah. She's like, have you tried samba? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking shit therapist. So this is what she does. She puts on music. On, as I remember it, a, a, a discman attached to a speaker. Probably not, right. but that's how I remember it. And mm. she like starts trying to be, like to rock my hips back and forth. We're doing it in time. Her and I both at the same right. time. This she's like it starts to feel really good. And this woman has an orgasm in front of no, me. No, are you Wait, serious? Are you kidding? I am one hundred percent serious on my dollar. Not she has a real life orgasm. Like is shaking afterwards. So you paid her so <laughs> she can have an so orgasm. She could come. Yeah. Sex therapist or sex worker? Did you, what, what did you say? What, what do you say? I don't think I I was just like, oh, yep. To be honest with you. Okay, so let me ask you a broader question. Did that, did that help? No, of course okay, it didn't. No, no, no. None of it helps. No, no, no. I didn't, He's here. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think so, but it's so weird to be like, I'm anxious about sex. And she's like, well, let's dance and I'm going to come real hard. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, that's a like a you problem, bitch. Sorry, our time is up. My ten o'clock come has just arrived. Holy fuck! That's so. That's indulgent, dude. That is really indulgent. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was not a good time. How much did you pay for that? I reckon. Looking, I want to say like two hundred bucks a session. I would guess because I don't think you could bulk bill it. No. Yeah. Have you gotten more confident with sex since? Oh, only I think I've gotten more confident in having like one partner for yeah, a long period yeah, sure, of time, yeah, of and, course, the yeah. com- and the comfort that comes with that. Yep, the familiarity. Yeah, yeah. and like no, and not it not feeling like a massive deal anymore. Yes. Whereas I think yeah. at the time I was single, I was not particularly successful at being single. Yeah, and so when sex would happen, I was like, oh my it's like god, Super it's Bowl. happening. You're like, and I haven't rehearsed <laughs> oh, yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's my god, exactly it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I'm always envious because I think there is like the people who do well sex wise are the ones who are just like it's just a thing. Mm. You know, I had there was a girl I used to live with in a share house who owned a sex toy uh, distributor or something, yeah. and she like on Etsy or what? Uh, on like Instagram. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, shit. apparently I didn't know this. BD came home. Uh, it was when BD and I first started seeing each other and she was staying over and she came out and uh, uh, Courtney was her name. She was in the kitchen just with a flat lay of dildos on the kitchen table. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but a she sluts was- Tupperware party. <laughs> and she was saying that um, uh, like in the kink community, they just see sex like playing tennis. Where it's, like, it's just a thing that people do mm-hmm. the way you would play Monopoly or play PlayStation. Like, you want to fuck? Like, yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I could never be that comfortable. Never. Absolutely not. This is like last night at your, um, what do you guys want to talk about? The guy who was in the cuckold relationship? Mm. There was a guy in the audience who was like very happy being cucked? No, no. He was the dude doing the cucking. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, it just is what it is. Like he had a very, com- like, yeah, I feel bad for him. But, you know, I still get, I still get to have sex at the end of the day. So it's all right. 
Right. And I was just like, it's so hard not to like feel, feel so immensely. Because obviously, I'm, I don't know what the, this cuck psychology is. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to break it down for you? Because <laughs> like they, they feel good, right? Because your instinct is to feel bad for them. Hold on, hold on. But like the, the dude he was cucking, it was all consensual. He was like, I yes. want to stand in the corner I while think. you shout that I have a small dick while you fuck my wife. The way that I read it, okay, first of all, this guy looked like uh, Erling Haaland on Centrelink. Yeah. That's, he was like... That's not a good look. Like Draco Malfoy with a meth addiction. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I think the, the way Pat put it was he looks like he came from a bong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Say no more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, the, the read seemed to be, because the question, was, there was a question about polygamy. Yeah. You guys were talking about polyamory and stuff. Mm. And I was like, is anyone in like a relationship like that? And he was kind of mm. like sheep, like kind of. Yeah. And what he was saying was, uh, well, she's in a relationship, but we have sex. Right. Yes. And I think he was like, it was, it was kind of, he was like, it's, sometimes I get sad about it. And we were thinking about, I, I interpret that as he's sad because he likes this girl. He's like, I just feel sorry for the dude. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it was cuck in terms of like watch. I think it was cuck as in terms of just know. Yeah. Yes. He, he knows that it's happening somewhere and he's G we assume he's okay with Where's it. Where's the eroticism in that? Like I don't I don't understand. It can't be it's it's not, surely. I can understand I can at least put the pieces together of being like, I will be in the room and watch because it starts being a kind of voyeuristic. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I get that. Yeah. But like having mm. to just be at home. Just fucking playing Overwatch 2. And yeah. just being like, someone's fucking my girlfriend. I'm rock hard right now. It's, just like, it's so weird to me. Yeah, you're right. Because I guess, yeah, at least in the room, you get to be the porn camera. Do you know yeah, the exactly. It's the third party. It's the third mm, perspective. Yeah. yeah. You, you know get to pick your angles. angles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lie down for this one. Yeah. I'm going to get a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Any cucks that listen to Tom's podcast, please get back to us about the psychology of I'd it. I'd love to know. Do you know yeah. what's the best part about that is you can make fun of people getting cucked because that the shame is their whole thing. Yeah. Whereas oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, hey, you guys are losers. Yo, yo, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yes. I'll come fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> I, I had I'd one time slept with a girl that was in an open relationship mm. and that was weird in itself. But... What made me feel like okay with it was I met her and I knew about her boyfriend and they both didn't seem to have any real jealousy. Like, you know, when you meet some people yeah. every now and again that they're just like, this is just what, like how you were talking about like the king community where it's like, yeah, let's just all get together, have sex. Mm -hmm. It was because, you know, when people get into open relationships, like, yeah, it's fine. It's like you, you establish rules and you, you follow the rules and no one gets hurt. But it's always bullshit. It's as someone it's, that's been in one, it collapses like a fucking Jenga tower. It's awful. because most people aren't built for it. But these two were a hundred percent built for it to the point where it felt like business. Yeah, like I'm, so, I'm so jealous. There's, there's, there's a cute barista I get coffee from, and sometimes she's nice to other people. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, it's weird yeah, like that. I, I'm, so, I. Do not have the capacity to do that, man. Full jealousy all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you Sam, you were in you were in one of these relationships. Yeah, I had a relationship with my, my high school girlfriend uh, and then both of us, I mean, me more. I was like, I don't think I want to be in this, but I'm not emotionally mature enough to break up with someone I've been 
with for three and a half years mm. because this is the was one. Was it open the whole time? No. Okay. But it's like, this yeah, was like- the fucking death knell, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, this is, this is the script I've been following. This is my person. I met them. It's the first girl I ever fell in love with. This is my person forever. But it, I don't want that. So let's be forever, but we're all going to fuck other people. Mm. And just slowly eroded everything to when we broke up, it was mm. like we were like closing a deal to be like, well, this has done its course. Yeah. Thank you so much. I wish best you the best in your the future, future endeavors. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you ever need a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you talk to her ever, ever, like now? I haven't, I haven't spoken to her uh, since April 2019. And we grew up together. But I'm like, we need so much. And now I can look back and be like, man, we made a hell of a lot of mistakes. I really hope she's doing well. I really hope she's happy. Like I, I, got, I got a lot of love for her. But I'm like, I never need to, I don't have to see you again. Yeah. Like I don't. What would we talk about if we got coffee? Do you know I, what I mean? It's I, that. It's I like I sort of do have that thing where it's like once you've left my life for like three months, you kind of don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have that? No, I feel guilt. I feel like we we, we used to be a big part. No, I think dating's different, but mm-hmm. like friendships and stuff. I'm like, fuck. I really should get in touch with that person. We haven't, you know. Dude, how brutal is it bumping into like a, an old friend that you haven't seen in eight? You know how you have friends where like you bump into them and you like pick up straight where you left off. Mm. And that's just how life works. And then you so- find someone that you were so fucking close with. And then you realize aside from how you've been, there's nothing there to talk about. Yeah. yeah. We're like, fuck. I, got, sometimes it can be freeing though. Yeah. Sometimes you can kind of be like, oh yeah, there's nothing that we have anymore. Yeah. A lot of the time I feel like it's like with school friends where you're like, oh, we were just friends because we had to fucking be in math together. Yeah. yeah. We had to be in the same room together. I find a lot of the kids who were like cool kids at school who I wanted their their praise, I wanted their acceptance now are so fucking boring. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Now All they're posting favorites boxes on their timeline oh, <laughs> for Valentine's Day from, from the one. Yeah. Going to holy moly to propose. Yeah. <laughs> to the other popular girl in high school. Like, it's just like, oh my God, this is, yeah. there was this kid, Jake Mercep, was his name. He used to bully me mercilessly in high school. It's absolute fucking fat fuck. And uh, having him on the podcast next week. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just confirm that his life's in the toilet for me. Um, and then it's so weird to be like, but he was the cool kid. He was the one that got the most pussy because mm. he was just loud and confident and big. And he just was, he was Jake Mercep. And then <laughs> was Jake, Jake motherfucking no, no, no. Mercep. No other way to put it. <laughs> There's no way to put it, man. It was Jake motherfucking like, Mercep. Oh, is that why you call those guys that? We always we had a few Merceps at my school. I never got the reference. Right, what a fucking Mercep. Dude, dude, and then like it's so and there's not really any Schadenfreude anymore because you all grow and change, and I hope he's happy. But like at the same time, just watching him just like with a like 24 piece feed. Just bring like dinner yeah. with the missus. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a shame that your savings account couldn't afford a twenty-four. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, the way I feel better. Than He's the- still dunking on you after all these years. <laughs> He's still just bought a house. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because high school bullies—they always go up to actually. At least they have houses now. They're not interesting, but they've got houses. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they've got houses. They're, they're like they've got a, they've got the, the girlfriend and she's pregnant. They always yeah. have fairly impressive jobs, but they can't quite explain what they do. Where it's kind of like well, we're just kind of like a consultant. So when they decide they want to start looking yeah. into a financial investment, we and it's just like, what does any of what this is, mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but we have a script, and I know it pretty well. Yeah, some dude that was like dacking you in the toilets <laughs> is now a consultant. Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> has respect in an office. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like he's in a boardroom sometimes now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, yeah, he's in a boardroom, but you just see the dude that turkey slapped you yeah. in the rugby <laughs> training dressing room. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck it. He's gone from that to now being like, the investors aren't happy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 Should we bash him? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, they're um, playing hardball. I think we need to f- uh, throw the foreign investors into the locker. All right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, wedgie, it's wedgie time, guys. It's wedgie. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he's giving a swirly. Like, can you take minutes on this, please? <laughs> <laughs> guys, the fourth quarter's looking down. What we're going to do is resell tuck shop food that sells out because we bought it all at $4 more. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty That's kind of mad. Yeah, yeah, dude, this was some this was some private school shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, A couple of people would buy up all the chili dogs because they only made a few of them, and then they would sell them all back to everyone $2 more. Holy shit. All right, so um, d- kind of different but similar. There was a guy at my school who was like first 15 rugby. He was like, you know when guys are bullies, but it's really funny, so it's okay? Yeah. Mm. yeah. He was just like, he was loud. Shout out Cam Doggan. Apparently he did open mic stand up when we were 18 and people were like, fucking lame. I I would have loved to have seen it. But he also like started, he started writing poetry and stuff. Uh. And now he lives in Berlin as a freelance journalist. Oh, wow. And I heard him on a podcast recently. So we kind of did the rounds of my mates at school. He went on this podcast about expats living in Berlin and suddenly he has like an English accent and quotes Hemingway. And he's like, and he just rat. He, he was on his podcast called Where Are You Really From? Uh-huh. And it was by this girl who was, I think, is like uh, got a Sh- Sri Lankan background or something, and was sick of being asked. Yeah, that quite, you know, the whole fucking thing. Sure. And anyway, and she asked him about where, and he, and suddenly he's like, oh, you know, I, I grew up in a in a in a private school on the North Shore of Sydney, and I didn't fit in very well there. I asked too many questions. Oh you know, it's just oh a very God. racist misogynist. It's like, yeah, because of you, you yeah, dude. because yeah. of you, <laughs> you set the tone. Yeah, you exactly. are the carbon footprint of this whole situation. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, mm. crazy stuff. That is what, holy fuck, yeah. It's because you never think about your bullies as actual people. Yeah. No, you don't, do you? And they actually end up just turning into like regular, like I've met, like were people that I went to like uni with that were 100% sociopaths. Yeah. That you see them now and you're just like, they've got a girlfriend, they've got a good job, they've got a house. Bless you. Bless bless you. Thank you. Thank you. You preempted. Did you mean to preempt it? He was obviously a sneezer. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, doing yeah. the face. There's yeah, zero yeah. way And I he needed to sneeze, otherwise the face was me being racist. <laughs> the sneeze needed to you're happen. You're half Chinese, so it's okay. Yeah, and this is an audio <laughs> medium. I didn't, need to, I didn't need to say shit. <laughs> are, you ha- are you half Chinese or are you one-eighth? No, no, I'm one-eighth. You're, you're one-eighth. Not, I'm one-eighth. Nice. It's, my, it's my grandma. Um, last night, it was... Said, so that's a, your grandma would be a quarter. Oh, yeah, okay, a quarter. There we go. Yeah, you could, if you were a half, you would have known that earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you, no, you'd be able to see the half. <laughs> you can't see the half. Yeah. Until I do <laughs> Yeah, Thank God it's an audio podcast. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh my God, Sam, nice start. How did you do the teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've never seen someone pull out a rice paddy hat faster. Back pocket man, rice paddy hat, chopsticks, CCP armband. Was that dropship? That was amazing. <laughs> Did you have any like legit bullies though? No, not really. They were all just kind of like it was. I I think I was pretty good at skirting the the abuse mm. for the most part. Like you know, you, you were just, a talker. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I just I I was definitely nervous around people, and I like didn't put myself up to be attacked. I was mm-hmm. I think, and in, in my group of friends, I was probably the bully. 
No, like, okay. but like the bantery bully, like we were still yeah, mates. yeah, yeah. They're talking mm. shit and just being funny with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, but no, I didn't have. There was none of that. Like I remember, uh, you know, growing up watching cartoons about high schools and being mm. like, so has anyone ever like beaten the crap out of you and thrown you in a garbage bin? And they're like, no, that doesn't. No, that doesn't happen. No, that doesn't happen. I don't think I ever had that. There was like a middle band where it's like you're, it's like you're bullied. Sort of, but you also bully other people. Yes, yeah. You're not necessarily at the top of the packing order. <laughs> Dude, it's just, it, 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 high school is like a hormone-fueled fighting cage. Mm. Like, you just never want to be at the bottom. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? It's it's a big game of tag as yeah. well, right? Like, where it's like, oh, they're it. So, yeah. I yeah. guess. It's the closest you can get to, like, old-school feudal, like, Roman days, where it's like the emperor is someone new every day. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like, you can make your way up the ranks by just assassinating. I remember there was this guy... At my school, who was, like, he was kind of, he, he was dishing it out all the time. He did this thing. I still have done this. is so funny. Um, they went on a cricket tour to the UK, and they flew over on, I want to say, Singapore Airlines. And he was, uh, so he's, like, 17 at this time, sitting in the aisle, waiting for the people boarding and going to their seats. And every Asian passenger, he'd be like, excuse me, can I get a Coke, please? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He was just a, such a smart ass all, and very good at it, very quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then all of a sudden, one day, someone just realized, wait a minute, we can just fucking get this guy. Yeah. And everyone turned like that. Like from the, the jockeyest jock to the nerdiest nerd, everyone just started ripping shit through this yeah. guy. A, a, a coup. Dude, yeah, it's, a coup d'etat. Straight up, it <laughs> is just a coup against the bully. Mm. Dude, I, I, I started that in my high school. Really? So in, in grade 11, there was this kid called Tim Peters, right? And now, like, uh, uh, Tim Peters was always, he always just always crossed the line between funny and mean. Mm. He was always way more mean than he was funny. Mm-hmm. And he was just mean to me a lot. And then it got out that he does ballet. Like oh, he's a dancer. No. And oh, then, do you want to hear, hear some of my best work? Please. He's a ginger. And so I started the word ballaranga. <laughs> nice. And ballaranga caught on like fucking wildfire to That's the point fucking. where we came to blows. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah, dude. He snapped. But I'm like, and you... he had great footwork too. Oh, dude. Yeah. He... <laughs> let, let me tell you, he was dancing around. Dude. Yeah, you tell That's him to way real... better. That, that's how I know you went to a private school because my school would have been like, wait, he's a ginger that does ballerina? <laughs> He's a gay cunt. <laughs> and then gay cunt just would have been the thing that we called him. We weren't across puns. <laughs> we, were, we were all puns. There was a Korean kid called Ray Ham who would always fight everyone, so we called him Ray Beef. <laughs> Dude, his, there was a group of Koreans at our school in my grade and the grades below and above. They were hands down the best bullies because they were sneaky. They'd hang in packs of 12 with two token white dudes and they would stand outside of the H-room lockers and at lunchtime, you never walked past the H-room lockers because they'd pick rocks out of the garden and just fucking like sneaky peg them at you. Oh. Wow. And then as you go, to be like, what the fuck? They'd all turn around and just start speaking Korean very loudly. <laughs> awesome. And then if they had lunch, you'd get fucking food thrown at you. And every time, they never got caught because all the teachers, they would just be like, they just go straight Back into Korean, mm-hmm. which I spoke fluently. <laughs> and, <laughs> and anyway, that was like they were. That is a, now a, a core sweet memory of mine. Just being like, you don't go past the H room lockers, man. That that the 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 tipping point between mean and funny is so hard to find at that mm. age. Yeah. And since since we were talking about before we started recording 
something that I said in a group chat, which I thought was delightfully funny and quick-witted. And you guys were like, that was fucking mean what you said to that guy. It was still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was still funny, funny because it was so unnecessarily <laughs> Yeah, it's like you took out someone that didn't need to be taken out. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, this is a group chat of friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you hit him... When we all know he was down. He was like, yes. oh, I didn't know he was, was he down. He's, he's constantly down. Yeah. Oh, well, when am I meant to hit him then? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Dude, my dad uh, had this expression that he grew up with. Was it of disappointment? Yeah, yes, that was <laughs> that was a huge expression he'd often have, but an expression he'd say to me, because dad, dad was a brawler. And he kind of incidentally raised us both, my brother and I, to be like brawlers, to enjoy a fight and look for a fight. And he had this expression that I heard first when I might have been seven years old, which was, if you don't have the courage to hit a man when he's down, you won't have the courage to hit him when he gets back up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I've had discussions with my dad about that expression, which, and what he means is you need to, f you need to take the opportunity to finish a fight. Like you need uh, to finish okay. it. But when you're seven, that's just like, if on ground, kick head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, yeah. Because it does sound like he turned it like just coward punching into an honorable thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, samurai'd the coward yeah, punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did see- You uh, cut off his mullet to show that he <laughs> got a defeat. <laughs> um, I uh, I saw a clip on a, on a reel, I think recently, of uh, Lex Friedman talking to some MMA guy. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what is the best martial arts for a street fight? And his thing was just like, Whoever whoever is willing to go lower wins a straight fight. Yeah, yeah. that checks out. Yeah, which gun, I think always gun. That's what I do. What's that? Bring out a gun. <laughs> you can't bring out shoot him. <laughs> what? what I do, do. Do, do you, you? I've never been in a fight. You've been in a fight, Alex? No, I've literally I've I've, I've been hit. Oh yeah, I've, I've been hit. I've never been in a fight. Uh, tell me about being hit. I got hit because there was a kid in my school that saw me playing guitar and he thought that was gay. <laughs> 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 so he like fucking. Just with the side of his hand, just like smacked me. Oh yikes! Side. Wait, what do you mean side? Like, like inside? Sorry, like the inside, like that. Oh okay, like a like, like a closed the, fist slap. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, that's gay. In the face? Yeah. Just like. Damn. What? What Jesus. grade is that? I would have been like grade nine. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. Like really, I was like, maybe maybe music. Coming in with for that Maori yeah. strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight, like, straight up. I dude. only got that because you said you're gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard it too. It was a very. It was a. I went to a very Kiwi heavy school. Mm. Beautiful people for the most part. <laughs> but you don't want to get him angry, dude. Uh, yeah, he hit me, and I'll tell you what. This is how you know the gentle people. I looked up, and he had tears in his eyes. That's nice. Oh yeah. So he didn't want to do it, but it just it's a crazy thing to like assault someone for something that you thought, and then like. He Ma thought it was gay. He's like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Maybe better. he was crying before he hit you because of what you were playing on the guitar. Could and be that, that. threatened him. Yeah. He's like, oh, that was <laughs> Yeah, you were playing Hallelujah. He'd never heard it before. <laughs> yeah, they were big on Stairway to Heaven. Oh, they, yeah. The, the Maori? The Maori community, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel accredited yes. to talk on their behalf. The entire Maori community <laughs> is huge on Stairway to Heaven, dude. We, no, the, he, just I would always see them playing Stairway to Heaven. That was like the, that, the thing. Like on a on a speaker or on a guitar? On a guitar, but I thought ironically, was, I thought it was. So, what were you playing on guitar at the time? I'm honestly, I can't remember, dude. But I'm, I'm sure every woman. Was that? Because that is gay. What was the song? You're playing "I'm Every Woman." I don't even know that song. I'm every woman. That's what it's that song is. I thought the, I thought the lyrics were "Climb Every Mountain." Oh yeah, I could hear that. Yeah. 
I thought oh the, no, it's I'm Every Woman. I thought the lyrics were class. Is that Diana Ross or a Gloria Gaynor? I can't remember. But it's super cabaret. Did you know it was I'm Every Woman? No, but I probably also hadn't really thought about it. Do you know what I mean? I, maybe yeah. I was like, I might have gone Everybody or something. Climbing yeah, right, okay. Oh, true. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have been any of that. It would have been like uh, like a punk song of some oh, yeah, sort sure. that didn't sound good on acoustic guitar. Uh, I, yeah. I would, because I, I hadn't thought about the fact, but I kind of knew this about you, Sam, that uh, if, if I wanted someone to back me up in a fight, you would be a good person to have there. That's very sweet. A fight? And but true? <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> you don't think, it's like, on debut, I want it. You wouldn't have me there? Your first fight ever, but since you got slapped in the face by a Maori and never played the guitar again. I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I'm bigger for it. That's what I'm saying. I'm technically still one and all. So you think you reckon you could take Sam in a fight? Sam? Yeah. Him? Bowden. Have you seen his ankles? I haven't. Th- seen this his dude ankles. limps everywhere. You were never outside of an injury. Yep. Some people would call me the Kaiser Cesar of <laughs> fighting. This guy's constantly like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, the body's, the body's not what it used to be. I'll tell you that. But also, it I'm- depends. Am I fighting Bowden in his prime? <laughs> <laughs> no, right now. Right now, I'll fuck him up. Yeah, that's fine. You do have, you've got youth on your side. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm considerably out of practice ever since I've put effort into becoming a better person. I would yeah, love rough. to see Sydney Comedian Fight Club. That existed for a little bit. Yeah, did it? EJ Rivetti. Oh, EJ Rivetti's oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. EJ Rivetti might win. Dude, you know, no. EJ, EJ would fuck us all up. EJ would fuck us all up. Harry Jun's a very close second. Yeah, I can Harry, see it. Harry has demons. Harry, Harry oh, is a yeah. fucking demon, he's, he's got dark energy tucked away somewhere and that he brings out. He's such a sweet, happy boy. I remember the, one of the first ones I went to, he's teaching me this technique, right? Mm. So we've got that game, we've got to have one foot in the ring at any given time, mm. no headshots. Anyway, so he's just fucking pummeling me. Harry is very good. Yeah. And then he goes, here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to give you an opening. I need you to spot it and I need you to hit me. And I go, okay, no worries. Sparring, blocking, blocking. I see the opening. I hit him. Mm. And then I'm like, I hit him. And then he just fucking kills me in the sides. And he goes, just because you hit someone doesn't mean you don't drop your guard. Yeah. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I've got it. That's a good call. That's a good call, dude. That's great. Love and I'm that. like, you know taught me a lot. You know you're a crazy person when they like, when they do the thing where they're like, I'll give you a free one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's essentially what Harry, I had the same experience with Harry yeah. where he's like, like exactly that. Give me. He's like, I'll give you a free one. Just for, for, for context, EJ Rivetti. People might remember I had a podcast with EJ. If you if you listen to the podcast, you might listen to that one. Uh, used to run Tremendo a, Boys, right? The Tremendous. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, used to run a, a a a boxing class on the concrete outside his house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ad hoc. I loved it though. I, I loved, it. loved it. I was disappointed. I never got a chance because it was pretty. Like um, I remember Legacy. Carl Legacy was going. Sam Taunton, host of the project, was going. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, he did, didn't That's he? That's right. Yeah, rubbing shoulders. Uh, like <laughs> now, I, look at him. Yeah. He was punching across. Now he's punching up. Hey. hey. <laughs> Seriously, the only time I've ever been genuinely scared is Harry Jordan. Yeah, in me too. EJ's club. That's like the. It's for someone that's so lovely all the time. I remember one time I I got you like square in the nuts. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm you so went sorry. low. With dude. Boxing. Yeah. Was that square yeah. in the nuts? Boxing. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you couldn't do headshots. Yeah. Okay. I went to the next best thing. No one said anyone about the nuts. Who's willing to go lower? <laughs> uh, who who else? Who would be up there? I mean, I don't think you reckon Duggan. Duggan has the feeling that he. No, you don't think so. Sam's uh, not sure. N- no, I'm not sure about Duggan. I, I, I don't think so. I think Duggan. Duggan. Duggan's. Uh, 
Duggan cuts with his words. Oh yeah. yeah. Duggan's there's, a there's, wordsmith in that way. There's a video. Have you guys seen the video of Skinner getting in the fight outside of Magic Mike? Yeah. Yes. yeah. So funny. So uh, people listening, Anthony Skinner, comedy uh, room runner in Sydney, has uh, footage of um, he's standing outside smoking a cigarette outside of a comedy club in Darlinghurst in Potts Point. And a uh, guy comes up and out of nowhere kind of starts talking trash mm. and kind of pushing him around or whatever. Mm. I think Skinner tried to put a cigarette out in his eye. Yeah, no, he did. He put it out in his face. Yeah, and then they kind of start tussling. And my favorite thing the whole thing was Artie Gallagher, the aforementioned non-binary mate of ours, uh, just kind of skirted around the whole thing like a UFC referee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Near the action, but not in it at all. Yeah. yeah, just like here if you need, very volleyball <laughs> yeah. in a fight. No, netball. Yeah. Netball. Yeah. Yeah. Here, if need, here if you need, here if you need, he's treating yeah. it like, tap me in, tap me in. Mind you, but I will say this. There is a comic who I will not name on this podcast. Jamie Kennedy. No, Sorry? so Jamie, Jamie, uh, anyway, Kirk? go on. Anyway, the point is there was was another comedian I will not name who saw that and decided to just go inside. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, baby. This is this is your boy here. Do it off mic. I just told you. Yeah, it's Jamie Jamie Kirk. Jamie Kirk did it. Oh, okay, right. Because Jamie Kirk is such a sweet boy and very conflict avoidant. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also to watch the security footage of this happening and then watching someone just be like, I'm going to leave. If it was just like put out their cigarette on the ground, be like, not my fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's like not my problem. Yeah, and I was like, and he he never did comedy again. I don't think. Yeah, (laughs) I think that might shame. I do like to think I I definitely fantasize about what I would have done in that situation, but there is a good chance I would have just gone inside. I would have. I would have probably RKO'd him. I would have stone cold Steve yeah. Austin stunned yeah. him. Take him P- he's going to get the people's hand. <laughs> and you know what? Elbow. <laughs> when the elbow. cops come, I would have had him in a headlock and be like, hey, yeah. looks like I've done your job yeah. for you. <laughs> Spider-Man rules. They would have given me the key to the city. They would have found him strung up with a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time they see me, I'm wearing his skull on my head. <laughs> I want a gargoyle across the street <laughs> looking down. You're welcome, boys. <laughs> Someone's shining the Serbian flag into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, there must be a sale somewhere. Perfect. I reckon let's start to wrap it up because we're going to jump. We, if you want to listen to part two of this podcast, of, in ways it'll be it'll be different. But mm. I, I'm I'm now going to hop onto your guys' podcast, Woe yeah. Free Lunch. I'd like to hop over and give it a listen. Uh, before they told Alex this last night, the only thing that I ever I will ask of you mm-hmm. to finish this podcast: uh, favorite street joke. Do you have a favorite guy walks into a bar, blonde, brunette, redhead? Uh, we, we talked about last night, Alex. Mm. Do you want to? Do, do you want to? I have a very long one, so I, I reckon I'll start. You'll start. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I was, I've got a long one. I think you may. I may have already. I think maybe you already know this one. Mm-hmm. But this is a joke that my grade six teacher, Mister Walker, told me. Oh yeah. And it was the first joke that like I remember having me like doubled over at the time. Now not as good, but I really enjoyed it. I told my dad it was the first time I saw my dad laugh as well yeah, yeah. with this joke. Um, is there's three men on an old-timey construction site, right? The bell rings, and they all go up on the girder for lunch. They're all up in the sky on the girder. First guy opens his lunchbox, and he pulls out a tomato sandwich. And he goes, fucking tomato sandwich. He's like, if I get another tomato tomato sandwich tomorrow, I'm going to jump. And then the next guy does the same thing, opens his lunchbox, pulls out a cheese sandwich, and goes, man, if I get another cheese sandwich tomorrow, I'm jumping. I'm joining you. Let's do it. Third guy opens up his lunchbox, pulls out a ham sandwich and goes, dude, I'm sick of ham. If I get another ham sandwich tomorrow, I'm going to jump. Fast forward a day. Same thing happens. Bell rings. They go up on the girder into the sky. First guy pulls out a sandwich. It's a tomato sandwich. He jumps off. Second guy 
pulls out a cheese sandwich, puts it to his side, jumps off. Third guy pulls out a ham sandwich, goes, <sighs> puts it to his side, jumps off. A week later, the funeral is happening and all the wives are there. They're grieving. The first wife, she's just in, she's inconsolable and she's going, I wish he said something. I would have loved to have known that. I didn't even know that he didn't like tomatoes. I would have made him something else. And then the second wife is there. She's like, it's okay. I understand. My, my husband was the same. He never talked about anything that was happening with him inside. I would have made him anything other than a cheese sandwich. It's okay. The third wife is not crying. She's just staring at the headstone. And they go over to her and they go, look, it's crazy what's happened the last week. It's okay. You're allowed to cry. And she goes, no, it's not that. It's just my husband makes his own sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) It's the simplest, like stupidest joke. And it made me laugh so hard that I I took it home to dad and he was like, you might have something. (laughs) That's brilliant. You got a future. (laughs) So yeah, that's my one. Very long, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Sam, you got one? My favorite long one is the moth joke. Uh, where I'm no like, ones. I'm not going to do the moth joke. You guys both know it, but moth joke, Norm MacDonald on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you, s- you seen it, Alice? No. Oh, yeah. Do I tell the moth joke? Are you going to do it the way Norm does it? I won't do it in the Norm style. Yeah, but you're going to do... Are you going to... Because have you heard the story of the of the thing? Of the moth? Of, uh, no, of, of, of the Norm MacDonald. He was on Conan... And they were short on time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, can you can you do another five? And he's like, all right, sure. And all he had was this joke, which is long, but he made it like three times longer and made mm. it. Is, is that how you, would you tell it that way? I think that's the best way to tell it. But oh, can okay. I be honest? I'll tell you off, I'll tell you off the pod. Oh, and, and then I'll need a pee as well. We'll just, we'll just show you it. Because Norm Macdonald moth joke is fantastic. Yeah. I have two favorite street jokes and they're tied and they're very, very quick. So first one is, what did the zero say to the eight? What? Nice belt. <laughs> Yeah, good. Love it. Nice. And uh, a grey goose walks into a bar, sits down at the bar, and the barman says, oh, it's crazy. We've got a drink named after you. And the goose says, oh, you got a drink called Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a bang. I, love <laughs> I, that I fucking love that I love that so one, dude. A other goose one. called Kevin. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Who would have thought there was a goose that could talk It was called Kevin? It's genius. Uh, my other favourite one is a, a snail is... Wa- I, I, I told Alex my favourite one last night, but I've said it on the podcast before. A snail... Is, uh, is walking home, and as he's walking, he gets assaulted by a tortoise. And so then the tortoise gets away. The police come, and they say to the snail, like, well, can you describe him to us? And the snail says, I don't know. It, it just all happened so fast. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's that meme that you shared about the whistle? I can't. You can't. That won't. Well, that trans- I, I feel like that translates to talking. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to think how it's... It's it's a this, okay. I'll see if I can turn it. Uh, a woman is on a date with a with a whistle, and she says to him, "Wow, this is so cool. I've never been on a date with a whistle before." And he goes, "Yeah, it's been a really good time." And then she goes, "This wine tastes funny. What kind of whistle are you again?" And he, the whistle says, "Finish the drink." <laughs> <laughs> It's so much better as a joke. (laughs) That'll do us, I think. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for the first guests ever. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Tune in next time for whoever the next guest is. Uh, Or check out Woe Free Lunch on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. All the places. W-H-O-A. 
Make sure you check it yeah. out. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.